Hello, good day to you. We are reading Silent Strength in the House of Readers and uh, we will be beginning with chapter four. So Silent Strength, Gaining Resilience and Triumph Through Life's Challenges by Monica Konzekwakuta. Chapter four, The Masked Power of Words. Your reader is Angela B. Sprague. Do enjoy. We have been told repeatedly that words are powerful. If you do not know how to deflect them, they do have power. A lot of people have been affected and discouraged by what has been said to them or about them. It is easy to understand why this is so, because words said can be damaging. However, what is even more serious and important are the words we speak to ourselves, to our for, to our children, friends and our students. Words have the power to destroy or breathe life. Proverbs 18.21 teaches us that death and life are in the power of the tongue. I was going through a social media platform and one post caught my attention. It read, Write the saddest story you can. Use only four words. I noted that within one hour, it had attracted over 300 comments. 90% of those comments were very negative and painful words to read. A few were funny and hilarious. And it made me wonder whether someone was attempting to bring some comic relief to this grim post. At first, I thought there was no way I would read such comments. Then I thought, wait a minute, this could be so powerful. If the group members were supported at the end of this painful and uncomfortable exercise, such strong painful emotions were just being stirred up. I could feel it happening within me, but I decided not to be consumed by it. No doubt, this being an international platform, participants were commenting from all over the world. Some were writing about issues in their lives. I could not help but sense that some of these stories were current as the authors wrote them. They were in the middle of a crisis, broken. There was possibly a breakup, a loss, or they were simply in total despair. These few comments caught my attention. You do not matter. That might meant nothing. That might, that night meant nothing. 
life left me slowly. I found a lump. You hurt my soul. And then he left. I trusted and fell. She betrayed herself again. No one will ever love you. All these statements left someone broken, destroyed and devastated. Can you see how these four words spelt catastrophe in those people's lives? I only picked a few stories from that thread to show how deeply people were affected by words which were spoken to them. Some of them may have been uttered many years before, but might still have had a deep and negative impact on the author's life to this day. It is unfortunate that we find it easier to hit the replay button on all the negative things that happen to us. If only we could recognize that this forms our paradigms. Once those patterns have been repeated, our environments get shaped by them. Equally, positive words will go a long way in building someone and spurring them towards a fulfilled life. When I started to read, I felt my heart sink. And then I decided to ponder a little bit on it. It became clear that when I wrote my words, my very, I, I beg your pardon, I'll start again. It became clear that when I wrote my very first published story, I had gone through a lot of pain and fear. Reliving a sad part of my life and fear of being vulnerable, allowing the mask I had worn for years to finally come off was a painful process. I was also worried about dis disappointing those who were part of my narrative. I remembered how writing was a helpful and useful exercise. The result for me was surprising because not only did I manage to heal emotionally, but it also healed the broken relationship I had with my father. It also opened doors for me. My career started to take off. It is amazing how miracles happen when you forgive yourself and others. Self-loathing is the main ingredient which holds back the manifestation of your blessings. As I continued to read, I was taken to a discussion I had had with a friend a few days earlier. She had expressed that she wanted to write a story about her life and what she had gone through. She was aware that it would help others, but most importantly, help her heal. But she was not willing to revisit that part of her life, which was painful and filled with sadness. 
I would rather leave it buried, she said. This is the same principle used in a counselling process. The counsellor usually takes you back to that darkest period and then walks you through the healing process. Sometimes we need to understand what went wrong to get unstuck so that we can move forward with our lives by revisiting I do not mean blame yourself or those who wronged you or take yourself to a point of unbearable pain. I am suggesting that you ask questions which would help you see why holding onto the past is stealing your future. Instead of being creative and being present in the moment, you lose both. You lose the joys of this moment and preparation for the future because it's on its way. My parents divorced in the 70s when I was three years old. In those days, divorces were not as prevalent as they are now. At the time, children like me faced a lot of discrimination because of the parents' circumstances. Society made us, or certainly made me feel like there was something terribly wrong with me. People would talk about my parents if they knew, as if they knew their story. There was a whole host of things I was meant to become. People had an opinion as soon as they got to know my background or my circumstances. If one situation was not socially acceptable, they would automatically disregard you. You would be excluded from consideration for success or a good job. In some cases, interested suitors would be discouraged from marrying girls from broken homes. For some discussions I have participated in, I got the impression that some parents, single women, divorced men and women, are made to feel a certain way. They were either made to feel incomplete or inadequate, simply because life happened and they found themselves where they are right now. This happens at job interviews, in churches, and even with consideration for a promotion. They may be qualified and are the best candidate, but may not be chosen because of their marital status. They already have the burden of feeling that they fail their children and family. They do not need every sector in society judging them as well. We have the power to face challenges from a powerful standpoint. We cannot change how people think, but we can show them that we are here to live our lives and unapologetically so. Depending on how many words our lives are written in, 
we can always determine our own vocabulary. It is when people want to change the script that they decide to use words that are chosen for them. Experience shows that the ones among us who choose to ask themselves the right questions and are good at decision making succeed. There are four stages to follow to promote healthy living. Who am I? What would I love? What do I stand for? What kind of life do I want to live? These are questions we all struggle with. I have asked these questions myself when words were used to define me. Ultimately, there is a logic in establishing your own identity. Acting on these four is the quest for any individual. Change the narrative and put your image in the frame of your choice. Do not put any limitations on what you want. When you prepare for growth, you cannot always be with the same crowd or maintain the same habits. You set your own standards and watch a beautiful story unfold. When I was young in the 70s, there was a general notion that children from divorced parents never amounted to anything. So many words were being thrown about. Sometimes I would hear adults carelessly throwing words in my presence. Some were directed at me. Words which were used to describe me were about who I was or what I would become. They said I would not complete my college studies. I would have a baby before I finish school, become a prostitute, be a failure, be poor and live a miserable life and more. I was not even interested in having a boyfriend at that young age. It was not a priority. I guess that is what the enemy wished for me. Judging by these words, my family had already been, not my family, judging from these words, my life had already been mapped out. No one saw a bright future to them. It was all gloom and doom, but I did not allow it to take root. In fact, I never pictured myself in any of the scenarios at all. That was not what I wanted and it was not going to happen that way. I refused to allow those words to define me. Not only close relatives used them, but even neighbours. How many of us have replayed a negative comment passed by a total stranger repeatedly in our minds, allowing it to distract us from a task at hand or shake the strong foundations on which we stand.
Determination to have a better life is what pushed me and kept me on track. I decided that it was my journey and I was the captain of that ship. Instead of focusing on those negative definitions, I used them to remind me of who I wanted to be. Each time I thought about one of them, I would pick up my books and study and visualize myself living the life I wanted. One comment from a neighbor which drove me to work hard was, you are so lazy. Let us see how you will survive if you happen to marry in this village. The village had an irrigation system, which meant that working the fields happened throughout the year. That is not how I wanted my life to go. I wanted to leave the village and live in the city. I wanted to live my life on my own terms. I was only 11 years old and already had decided that I was not going to let anything or anyone define me. This was just a neighbour who for some reason felt it was alright to destroy someone else's child just by using words. My tenacity and resilience paid off. I passed and ended up graduating with a degree in sociology and worked in management positions for many years. Now I'm an author, speaker and publisher. My passion is to speak life into people's dreams and help them discard the bad seeds which were planted in their soil. Their soil is good soil. It was never bad, but the seeds planted in them are spoiled and will not germinate and produce good fruits. I am pleased to say that it was not all bad. I had people who believed in me. Their words were a, gr a good reminder that I was special and I mattered. It is interesting how people from different walks of life would relate to this story, which is in the Bible. It is a story that we were told when we were young, and it is still told today. It is about a fig tree which had no fruits. The fact that it had no fruit is immaterial, but it is about the power behind the word, words spoken against it, that amazes anyone who hears about it. The strength of the word did not only dry up the leaves, but it transcended all the way to the roots, Mark 11, 12 to 25. Nothing went to waste. Everything I received was good to use. Everything I received was put to good use. The good, the bad and the ugly. It was not smooth sailing. Smooth sailing does not always happen. But we need these storms so that we can build our stamina. We need those turbulences because they force us to grow. I am thankful 
to my creator for giving me the wisdom to seek an understanding of what was going on. Some people adopt the labels. They are given and give all their power away. There is immeasurable beauty in taking back your power, owning it and choosing how your story should read. Remember, everyone sees things from their own perspective, so their view of you or opinion of you should not be the truth. I am urging you to pick up your compass, find your passion and head towards your purpose. Be yourself. God planted something in everyone. You must, you just must find what was planted in you. Find what was planted in you. Here ends this beautiful chapter. There are a few takeaways summarized. I'll read on. Pretending to be someone you are not is exhausting and creates a major energy leak. You can only reach your potential when you choose to be you and show up with all your imperfections. Be decisive and take your power back. Seek help. Someone out there has a purpose to fulfill. Create time for self-care. Read life-edifying books. Stick with people who do not only speak life to all that you do, but also have your back always. Take off your mask. It gives you so much freedom. Give yourself permission to live fearlessly. Everyone has got an opinion. What they think about you does not concern you. Let go of the shame. Let go of the shame. Thank you for listening. Angela B. Sprague, House of Readers.